Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Hello, hello. Happy that you're here. Welcome back to another episode of the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Thajal V. Patel. Let's do this, guys. So today I have a special one for my new and expecting moms. Now, it doesn't matter if this is your first pregnancy, your third pregnancy like me, or you're just expecting at some time in the future that you want to get pregnant. This one's going to be for you. And we're talking all about Ayurvedic postpartum practices. Isn't that so exciting? When I heard about this from one of my friends who is a Ayurvedic postpartum doula, I was just so interested in myself. I wanted to have this podcast interview because I wanted to learn, really, honestly, because I'm going through this phase. But I just love that we're spending more time and prioritizing the mental, the health, the wellness of our emotions physically and mentally after we give birth. It's not just about baby. We also have to prioritize in whatever way we can to take care of our mind, our body, our emotions. And it's a roller coaster ride. I think every new mom phase is different. It's a different transition into life. And it's hard. It's a really hard shift in transition. And so I was so excited to have this conversation with my IG friend turned real life friend, Anisha Patel. She is an Ayurvedic postpartum doula. She is a new mommy coach and she's a founder of Masala Mommy. You might be following her on Instagram and she is the proud mama of three little boys. She finds herself feeling most authentic when she integrates East and West wisdom to live a balanced lifestyle. So what she does is empowers new and expecting moms with this education and tools to bring ease and calm and confidence into early motherhood. So listen in, you're gonna learn some great Ayurvedic postpartum tips, the importance of creating a postpartum plan, and just learn some great tools that new or expecting moms can use to help them ease into this new mom phase. So take a listen, I know you're gonna love it. Anisha, I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me on your podcast. I didn't really know much about Ayurveda and postpartum. So I feel like I'm constantly learning and evolving as a student of Ayurveda and yoga and meditation. We're constant students as well as teachers in our own right. So this was just really fascinating for me. So kind of selfish. I have you on here because (laughs) I want to learn, but I know that there's so many moms who can benefit from this. And anyone who listens to this podcast is about holistic and melding the West with the East, which is your philosophy and kind of, you know, if they follow you on Instagram, that's just kind of how you are. You've infused, you know, meditation, yoga, all those things from a young age. So I'm really excited to dive deep with you and just learn more. But you are, even before you became an Ayurveda postpartum doula, you've been a mommy coach for new and expecting moms. Um, You're the founder of Masala mommy. So I would love for you to just start with sharing a little bit about how you got to doing this mommy coaching and um, why you're so passionate about it. 
Well, I could talk about this all day long, but I'm going to be mindful of our time. Um, with that being said, Masala Mommy was born really from my own experience of navigating early motherhood. You know, despite being well-organized, despite being a research junkie, despite taking those childbirth classes and the newborn classes, I found that early motherhood was just hard. I realized that it felt hard really because of one main reason. And I guess I should rewind a little bit. I myself am a mom of three kiddos. So I noticed that my experience was different each and every time. And I'll talk a little bit more about how I really made some changes the third go around. But that one thing that I realized what made it so hard is that we have unreasonable expectations. Of all the classes I took and research I did, there was just so much focus on the baby. But I really wasn't told how my own transformation was going to take place. You know, we read memes and articles about how it's so important to ask for help. But we don't really talk about why it's so hard to ask for help. You know, with kids, if they need help, they will instantly ask for it without any inhibitions. But for many new mothers, especially in the U.S., it's just so hard. Why? It's because most of us are really independent by the time we have our first baby. Now, suddenly, we've gone from being this expert in our life to being mm -hmm. this novice, and that is hard. It's hard to accept that we can't do something all on our own. Mm -hmm. I remember feeling like I should be able to do all this on my own, and I felt guilty for needing the help. And I'm really lucky my parents and my in-laws live nearby. Our lives are really integrated, and I had all this support. But I remember feeling bad asking for it and needing it. So anybody who's listening in today, I want to remind them that for thousands of years, women have been supporting women through these natural rites of passages, motherhood being one of them. And we've just lost that concept over time. We've lost the idea of women taking time to slow down, but rather focus on how quickly we can, quote unquote, bounce back. Mm -hmm. And this leads us to really not prioritizing our own wellness. You know, for one, we're focused on taking care of an, our baby and learning our mm -hmm. baby. And, and then there's the fact that we're so used to depending on allopathic medicine that we really aren't even taught the art of self-care. I mean, let's just for a second recognize that we don't typically even see a healthcare provider until six weeks. That's a lot of lost time for yeah. us to be, you know, taking care of ourselves. So I can tell you that my third postpartum experience was a night and day difference from my first two. And that is when it really hit, lit a fire in me. I wanted all new moms to experience what mother early motherhood can feel like the way I did that third go around. So it really became my mission to fill these gaps through Masala Mommy. I, I feel like it's my calling, my dharma, my gift that I want to share with other women during this sacred time in their lives, whether it's their first, second, third, fourth, you know, or so on, it, it's never too late to learn. You know, I can relate to that so much because now I'm in my third go around, even with pregnancy, I feel like there's been such a shift in my perspective of just pregnancy and just easing with it and being in the flow of it. And I know a lot of people can say, well, it's the experience, you know, you've, you've been around the block, but to have this wisdom the first time around, I think it would have been, it would help 
ease that transition of not being such a big juxtaposition of, I love how you explained, like, it's like, we go from this independent, like being in control, you know, being that type A, whether we relate to being a type A, we do, we have like the systems and our structures. And I've realized personally that it took a lot of effort to just let go of and learning how to transition into change and flow and being like more like in the flow and just not being so rigid. And I think that is a big thing that shows up for a lot of moms in that new phase because we're so used to it being a certain way. Now there's no consistency, no stability. It's, you know, there's a constant flux and that's such a good point to point out. And, um, I think that we focus so much on birth plans, like you said, right? We think about the birth plan, but there's no such thing as like focusing on a postpartum plan, which is something that you talk a lot about. So I love for you to share like why you believe it's so important to have a postpartum plan. Well, for one, because preparation leads to confidence. There are a lot of surprises in motherhood, but if we prepare for the things that we can, then we really can respond to those surprises with a little bit more comfort, ease, and yeah, confidence. Having a postpartum plan allows us to reflect on our priorities and our vision before we're already in that experience. We can't really think straight before one thing because we're probably only running on three, four hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. So to think of these things in advance really goes a long way. It gives you time to reflect on some really important questions. There are so many areas of life that don't just stop after having a baby and defining roles and responsibilities helps. Basic things like who's going to do the laundry? Who's doing the cooking? Who's waking up with the baby? Do you plan to breastfeed? If you can and you're able to, how long do you want to breastfeed? What are you going to do to set yourself up for success so that you don't burn out? I think one thing that a lot of mothers are surprised by is how difficult breastfeeding is and how time consuming it is. So it really helps to think about these things beforehand. I also want to talk about one other thing, and that is navigating visitors especially in the South Asian cultures. Everyone wants to come see the baby. A lot of us have extended family, lots of friends, and everybody wants to come. And this can be just a lot for a new mom who really needs to prioritize her rest and her recovery. So thinking about how soon do you want visitors? How can you set boundaries that you're comfortable with and also not offend loved ones? You know, you might be a social butterfly and enjoy being around people, but feel really differently during postpartum. I've talked to so many women who wish they would have spoken or spoken up and really kind of set those boundaries on visitors because it did feel overwhelming. So these are things that you can think about before you're again, you're already in that situation. And I will end this by saying, you know, what takes a postpartum plan from good to great is when we can infuse practices that help us as new moms rebalance our mind, our body and our spirit. There's just so much internal and external shifts that are happening. And this can really easily overwhelm us. So learning what foods we can eat, what body care and breath work will support us in our mind in feeling more relaxed, all this goes a really long way in postpartum recovery. And that's why I decided I wanted to infuse Ayurveda into my coaching and working with moms. 
whether it's postpartum or pregnancy or birthing, there's only so much you can plan. And yes, you could be mentally prepared, but it's also easing into the the awareness of being in the flow and being flexible because for some child, like for one child, breastfeeding could have been amazing because they'll latch on, but maybe for the second, it's a little bit harder. So I think you incorporating that breath work and that other mental awareness and balancing practices are key because that's what's going to keep us able to pivot and be adaptable and flexible when even when we have a plan, we don't have to be so rigidly stuck to this is what I expected it to be. Because as we know, life will throw you things, especially in the new mom phase that is just unexpected. And I realized that, um, especially when Rehan was born, you don't know how that original like the first child or that second child is going to emotionally handle this new transition so you have so many different moving parts I feel like um, that you just sometimes can't plan for but I think it's so wise because we don't plan for any of that stuff at all or think about any of that stuff at all um, that we do actually prioritize some time to do that. So I love that. You mentioned about the Ayurveda and you are an Ayurveda postpartum doula. So how does Ayurveda play into uh, postpartum care? Okay, well, let's do a quick recap on what is Ayurveda. So Ayurveda translates to the science of life. It's a system of natural healing dating back somewhere around 5,000 years ago. Well, guess what? women were having babies at that time too. So there's actually quite a bit of emphasis in our Vedic scriptures that have been documented documented on how to care for women through pregnancy, delivery, birth, and yes, postpartum. So for anyone who might be new to Ayurveda listening in, here's the Cliff Notes version. The foundation of Ayurveda really comes down to the understanding of five universal elements. They're ether, air, fire, water, and earth. These are the building blocks of nature that are also found within us. Well, then these elements are further broken down into what are called doshas. There are three of them, kapha, pitta, and vata. Understanding our dosha can really help us manage our lifestyle based on our own innate nature. This includes things like diet, self-care practices, how we exercise, and even certain herbs that will will help us depending on our own kind of innate nature. When all these doshas are in equilibrium, that's when we can say we're experiencing good health. So there's, I have lots of lots to learn about Ayurveda because it is just so vast and deep and there's wisdom for all aspects of life. But here is how it relates to postpartum specifically. So out of those three doshas that I talked about, there's one that most easily gets out of balance in pregnancy and postpartum, and that is vata. So the focus in postpartum recovery is going to be to regain that balance in mind, body, and spirit by rebalancing the vata dosha. So there are certain foods that help us regain that balance. There's yoga, not in the typical way we think of yoga, but more as the union between a mom and her baby. Um, And these are things we can do to really regain balance. Um, There are herbs that we can use in our food and topically. And then, of course, there's self-care practices that help a new mom regain that balance. There's one more thing that I want to talk about, and that is our mental health. There is so much awareness that still needs to be spread about perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. 
Anxiety, fear, loneliness are things that we hear about related to postpartum, which can actually be experienced from vata imbalance. So the beautiful thing about Ayurveda is that this ancient wisdom can be made practical and applicable to our modern motherhood, especially in postpartum. Following these practices of rebalancing our mind, body, and spirit can actually reduce the likelihood of experiencing these symptoms. So it's one more reason why I felt it was so important to infuse Ayurveda into this postpartum support. There's different practices, like you mentioned, like in this podcast, if you're listening, you know, we've talked so much about the different doshas and balancing them and different yoga, mindfulness, breathwork practices to balance them. Are there any things that as a pregnant mom that you should stay away from, like as postpartum pregnancy, that practices that you would typically do that you should not do in these phases, pregnancy or postpartum? You know, as far as pregnancy goes on what you should not do, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. I know we'll talk a little bit about some Ayurvedic practices that you can do, um, which is like Abhyanga. So that is something actually in the scriptures. Scriptures would say do not do Abhyanga in pregnancy. Um, mm -hmm. But in the modernized way, we actually encourage doing Abhyanga for anyone, in, whether you're pregnant or not, because we're not using it as a tool to detox, mm -hmm. using it as a tool for relaxation. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, there are definitely things that, you know, like I said, I'm still learning even more, but it's more so focusing on what can we do and mm -hmm. how we can infuse it into whether you're pregnant, whether you're postpartum. There are things that I do now, you know, 10 years after my first postpartum experience. Yeah. So why don't we go into that? Can you share some of the different things that we can incorporate into that pregnancy or postpartum experience? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There are so many, but the one thing that I think is just a beautiful practice, like I mentioned, um, especially for self-love and self-care, which we hear so much more about, which is important. I'm so glad that there's more awareness of bringing that self-love and self-care to us mm -hmm. is Abhyanga. So Abhyanga, for anyone who doesn't know and is new to it, is really the practice of self-massage using oil. It's most common to use sesame oil. Sesame oil is considered the king of oils in Ayurveda. Um, if you're in warmer climate, which most people are not right now while we're recording this, maybe it will start to warm up by the time uh, this airs. But um, if you are in warmer climate, you can replace that with coconut oil, which is actually more cooling. Um, and, you know, these are actually safe to use on babies as well for infant massage, which I love doing. I'm a huge advocate for infant massage. There's so many benefits to baby, so many benefits to mom and building that connection. Again, that yoga that I was talking about. Um, but really the benefits for Abhyanga for our new mom is for one, restful sleep since quantity of sleep is not really the best for new and expecting moms, we can really focus on the quality of our sleep. So if we practice a bianga, you know, before bedtime, that can really be more of a relaxation practice and help get that deeper sleep. Um, it can improve circulation, it can reduce dryness. I remember that belly gets so itchy. Um, mm -hmm. And you're, you know, you're pregnant right now. And I just remember that and uh, Abhyanga can even, you know, help with that. And really, it's a mood lifter. Taking time to slow down 
and practice massage really brings a sense of relaxation. And I know we can all use more of that no matter what stage of motherhood we're in. I know, I know I can. For anyone listening, could you, you explained um, like Vata imbalances as far as like, you know, those think about like pregnancy or the new mom phase. We're worried, we're stressed, we're anxious, we're nervous, you know, we're trying to keep this baby alive. Are they getting enough milk? Are they sleeping enough? You know, we, we have so many things. Um, so that can create that over anxiousness. So when you talk about like needing grounding, that that makes absolute sense because that's what we need to balance out that frantic energy that we have from that constant overthinking. And um, so I love that. And you talked about breath work. Would you mind sharing like uh, a breath work technique that new moms could use that can help them feel more grounded if they're feeling anxious? Yeah. So one that we really like to recommend is Nadi Shodhana. So that Mm -hmm. is alternate nostril breathing. And I'm sure you know this. Um, But it really just helps you slow down, uh, bring awareness, go deeper within. Um, Alternate breathing is really closing off one nostril, taking a deep breath in, closing off the alternate nostril and releasing that and cycling through. Once you've completed, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. Um, That's one round. Ideally, you want to try to do 12 rounds, but as a new mom, you got to take what you can get. I mean, whatever you can squeeze in. I'm not about saying, hey, spend 45 minutes doing this beautiful meditation practice. It ain't going to happen. So whatever you can squeeze in, if it's like one round or two rounds, um, you, what you could do, you know, if you're breastfeeding and you're holding your baby, you can still practice this with one hand. I think this is just a beautiful, simple breath work. Um, doesn't mm-hmm. take much, you know, doesn't take much to do that. You just need your one hand and and just a little bit time. Um, but yeah, Nadi Shodhana is one that we highly recommend. Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned the breastfeeding because or like when you're nursing, because that's actually when I found that was like the best time to do breath work and closing your eyes. Like you're up at two o'clock in the morning where the world is quiet and it's silent and it's actually the most opportune time to just breathe and just get recentered. And I, so I love that you brought that up because I felt like that's just the most natural time to infuse it. Because like you said, every other time there's just something going on or you're, you're, you're busy with your other kids or, you know, yes. something could be coming up. And I think when we use that opportunity when we are, cause we have nowhere else to go, we can't move and nurse or bottle feed or anything. So I think that's like the best time to incorporate these like grounding techniques. Well, if we're talking about tools and services for new and expecting moms, let's throw it back a little bit. Let's start with preconception. All of what we're talking about really comes down to self-care in a holistic way. So this starts with our mind, our body, our lifestyle, even before we become pregnant. So there's so much to learn about diet, how to build stress resilience into our life, how to reduce the toxins in our home and around us. So it's never too early to start thinking about these things. And I actually have an e-guidebook called Before the Bump how to prepare your mind, body, and lifestyle for pregnancy for anyone who's at that corridor in motherhood. So like Mm -hmm. I said, it's never too early to start thinking about these things. Then I would say getting organized during pregnancy. Yes, in sort of the typical things that we hear, but 
I want to point out a few more things. Interviewing and choosing a pediatrician. It is so important to find a practitioner that you feel comfortable with because this is a relationship that you will depend on for quite a bit, um, especially in the beginning when you do have all these questions and you're not sure. So you really want to feel comfortable with this practitioner. For me, for example, I spent a lot of time interviewing pediatricians, making sure that I felt connected. I've had the same pediatrician since the birth of my first son and was there for the birth of all three of my boys. And building that relationship um, is really valuable. So taking time to find the right practitioner. Um, and then, of course, getting those essentials ready. I say essentials, not too many essentials, just the right amount of essentials, because really that can be overwhelming, too, if you just got too much stuff. So being mindful okay. of what is it that you're kind of bringing into your lifestyle and your home? Um, and then, yes, creating a birth plan and creating the postpartum plan, which we've talked about. Um, and then as far as services go, I think it's important for new and expecting moms to really tune in to what they need. And if they don't have the answer, to find it in a professional. Time is money and spending precious hours on the internet can be a waste of time, especially if the information is invalid or doesn't really apply to you. I also want to talk about one other thing, and that's friends and family are absolutely amazing and an important part of our support system. But they aren't always the best people to give us advice because what works for mm -hmm. them doesn't necessarily mean it will work for you. And a professional mm -hmm. can give you advice, suggestions, treatment that is really unique to you. So as far mm -hmm. as services go, some things to consider are, yes, a postpartum doula, either in person or virtual, massage therapy, chiropractic care, lactation support, motherhood groups, uh, even mm -hmm. online are amazing, especially right now. Sometimes it's actually more comfortable to be in that kind of setting where there aren't inhibitions, you don't feel like you're being judged, you don't know anybody, but feeling like, that person is also in my situation that that itself is very comforting so i would recommend joining some you know mom groups online even especially right now when we're all kind of still living in this bubble of being at home and not getting that social interaction um you know and i say invest in yourself make it a priority just like you would getting in getting the baby's crib you know take yeah. care of yourself prioritize yourself we get very fixated on getting all the things for baby and we don't really do ourselves the justice that we need to you know take care of ourselves mm, yeah great advice I love that and so um if any of the listeners who are new moms or they're expecting moms or they're currently going through the phase right now and they're like oh I need some help and some support how can they find you and where can they work with you yeah well so right now I'm actually offering one-on-one -on -one Ayurvedic postpartum planning consults which I'm just having so much fun with um and it's for expecting moms so I like to um, really work with moms who are between 34 and 36 weeks pregnant. That's the ideal time. Whether you work with me or you don't, that is the best time to really start thinking about your postpartum plan. It's usually the time where you've, you know, completed all your baby stuff, but leaves you enough time to like pivot your plan if you need to get your self-care essentials. Um, so again, 34 to 36 weeks. But um, when a mom works with me in these one-on-one -on -one sessions, I think of it kind of as like a personalized crash course. So 
So it's it's live, you know, it's designed specifically to you. Um, my consults come with a reference guide that is packed with wisdom so that she can refer to it at any time because I know prego brain is a real thing and I don't want her to worry mm -hmm. about memorizing everything and that way she can go back and you know review anything that we covered in our session um, and yeah to connect with me you know I offer these sessions intermittently so the best thing to do is really get on my mailing list um, that's on my website that way they're the first to know when that when it's available and then I also share a monthly newsletter with tips and tricks and wisdom for new and expecting moms. So I love working with moms because I think there's something so special about creating a relationship and a sense mm -hmm. of comfort and trust. And we can really dive deeper into their questions. And it's kind of why right now I'm, I'm doing things one-on-one. -on -one. Um, yeah, and so where they can connect with me, masalamommy.com is my website. Mm -hmm. All the consults are booked there. Um, and then I also love connecting with moms on Instagram. That's how we connected. Yeah, it's been a, such a fun platform to meet new women and get creative in the way I even share some valuable information with moms because reels are way too much fun. And so it's just been a lot of fun. So yeah, the, my website and Instagram are probably the best ways. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Anisha. This was a wealth of information. I'm so happy to have you here. And I know that the work that you're doing is so needed. I'm so glad that women who are going through this phase, especially if it's their first time, they have someone like you to support them. Um, that makes a world of a difference when you have someone in your corner. So thank you for the work that you do. Absolutely. And thank you for having me. I had so much fun chatting with you. Likewise. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Till next week. Bye. If you've been loving the Time and Talks podcast and you find value from it, I would be so eternally grateful if you take a moment of your time to leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. And when you do, I'd love to gift you my seven-day stress detox course. All you got to do is screenshot your review before you submit it. Email it to me at thejil at thejilvpatel.com. And when you do, I'll inbox you the details of the course. This course has my go-to tools anytime I feel impatient, angry, fresh, frustrated and I come to them almost every single day and I promise these are the tools that you're going to want to have in your back pocket too and if you haven't purchased the meditation for kids book definitely do so now you can purchase it anywhere you buy books Amazon Barnes and Nobles Target IndieBound BAM and you can go to meditationforkidsbook.com to get more information on the meditation for kids masterclass course if you're a complete beginner and learning how to teach meditation to your kids this is the step-by-step -step roadmap that's going to teach you how to teach your kids meditation without having to become a certified meditation expert. Thank you so much, guys. Bye.